Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Robert Lamb, and this is The Monster Fact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind focusing in on mythical creatures, ideas, and monsters in time. In this episode, I'm beginning a four-part Monster Fact series on the four main demonic factions in Games Workshop's Warhammer 40,000 universe. So first, a little background. The fictional far-future 40K setting depicts an interstellar human imperium with various dark fantasy and medieval elements. This aggressive imperium is challenged on all sides by equally warlike alien societies, but they also face the threat of chaos. In the 40K setting, the demons of chaos exist in a psychic dimension called the Warp. But they can spill over into what is called real space through various methods and exploits. So in this setting, demons are not the mere creation of religion or occultism, but an actual spiritual and physical threat to humanity. Heretical drift on a far-flung planet can mean far more than just mere rebellion. It can lead to a demonic incursion that consumes billions of souls. There are various ways to divide up demonic factions in a created world like this, but 40K largely splits the forces of chaos into four distinct flavors. Red, blue, green, and purple, representing bloodthirst, chaotic change, pestilence, and hedonism, each a major conduit of mortal emotions and mortal souls in the fictional 41st millennium, with each conduit accreting into a powerful entity known as a chaos god. They are Korn, Zinch, Nurgle, and Slanesh. There are other lesser chaos gods as well, but these are the four main factions. And while they sometimes come to a working agreement with each other, they're mostly at war amongst themselves in what is referred to as the Great Game. In this episode, we'll start with Korn, as the so-called Blood God is a lot more direct. He's powered by mortal violence and war. He's all about rivers of blood and pyramids of bone. His favorite color is obviously red, and he's not big on subtlety. His demonic hordes and mortal followers dig horns and blades. They spill blood for the blood god. So really, there's not much to elaborate on here. However, in browsing through the 9th edition Chaos Demons Codex from Games Workshop, I simply couldn't let the unit known as a Skull Cannon pass without comment. There's a lot of talk of skull harvesting with some of the other corn units, and this one amounts to a big honking heavy metal cannon. A couple of red demons called Bloodletters crew the weapon, loading it up with the fresh remains of slain enemy soldiers. The cannon breaks everything down and then fires flaming skulls across the battlefield, again, fittingly direct. 
Thus far in actual human warfare, skulls and heads have proven poor missiles. But the presentation of decapitated heads to the enemy has a long history, with plentiful examples to be found in the classical and ancient world. The heads of enemy dead might be delivered directly to enemy lines, they might be placed on spikes, or what have you. Ruth Schuster, writing for Haaretz in 2018, points out that Iron Age Gauls even developed a resin-based embalming method to ensure the captured heads of their enemies didn't rot too fast. As Peter Frankopan points out in his book, The First Crusade, The Call from the East, the Crusades saw a lot of head-taking on both sides, and there are Western accounts of Crusader heads being catapulted back into their siege camps in order to hurt morale. The same terror tactics were said to have been used by French Crusader hosts as well, this according to the French themselves in the old French Crusader cycle, according to Sarah Grace Heller in 2011's Terror in the Old French Crusade Cycle. Various other catapult age accounts describe the launching of dead bodies into camps and besieged cities as a means of terror and or biological attack. The age of the cannon presented various new ideas of how uh, cannons might be used in one way or another to spread human remains. None of these methods use the remains as ammo against other combatants, but are worth noting nonetheless. The execution method, known as blowing from a gun, often entailed the strapping of a live victim to the mouth of a cannon, resulting in partial or complete scattering of the remains. On the other end of the spectrum, Cremated ashes are on occasion spread by cannon fire as a desired dramatic funerary rite in modern times. In a broader sense, however, the use of human remains as weapons dates back to prehistory. Europeans were crafting human bones into weapons at least 10,000 years ago, a practice that continued into recent centuries for other far-flung cultures, at least for symbolic and spiritual reasons. Now, as far as the creation and veneration of artifacts made from human bones goes, eh, this is the kind of thing that's probably lost on the chaos god Korn. All he cares about is the hacking, the stabbing, and of course the occasional explosively propelled pyrotechnic human skull. We'll continue through the chaos factions in this manner over the next three weeks, so tune in to The Monster Fact on Wednesdays in the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast feed. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.